Today we're going to take a closer look at three semiconductor companies that can benefit from the CHIPS Act. For those not familiar, the CHIPS Act will provide roughly a $52 billion incentives for semiconductor companies to bring semiconductor manufacturing back here to the states. These kind of incentives could be either things like tax credits, subsidies, and so much more. Usually when you think of semiconductor manufacturing, I'm pretty sure the two main companies that come in mind are Intel and TSM. But today I want to take a closer look at three different stocks, maybe stocks not many people follow. I do want to the three companies we are going to take a closer look at today do not need necessarily need the chips act but they obviously could benefit the first one is going to be global foundries and this is one of the top manufacturing semiconductor companies and focuses a lot here in the united states the second one is texas instrument mainly known for its analog chips but they do a lot of their own manufacturing here in the united states and the final company is asml they produce the equipment needed for the manufacturing process of semiconductors so let's take a closer look at each of these companies a little bit more i do want to thank the motley fool for sponsoring this video and make sure to check out fool.com jose to get the top 10 stocks to buy right now first like i mentioned they don't necessarily need the chips act to survive but they will get some form of growth out of it here we can take a closer look at some financial data in the trailing 12 months let's start off with asml they have roughly 11.8 billion dollars in cash flow from operations in this trailing 12 months with less than 4.5 billion dollars in debt and roughly the same amount in cash and short-term investments so we can see even though they have a one-to-one -one ratio in cash to debt they do have plenty of cash flow from operations that i wouldn't even worry about this company now let's take a closer look at global foundries 3.5 billion in cash flow from operations 3.3 billions in cash and short-term investments and about 2.1 billion in long-term debt so again financially stable the final one is texas instrument with 8.7 billion in cash flow from operations 8.4 billion in cash and short-term investments and 7.2 billion in total long-term debt so it does seem like these companies do have a nice amount of debt but all of them can be covered by either their cash and short-term investments or the cash flow in trailing 12 months like i mentioned financially they don't necessarily need the chips act and that's what i like because i would never want to invest in a company that solely survival is through kind of government subsidies so if we take a closer look at foundry revenue share by vendors we can see global foundries is one of the top leaders it's actually tied up for number fifth place with smic which is a huge chinese um, semiconductor manufacturing company and if you are liking the video make sure to hit the thumbs up as it helps me grow my overall audience and it supports the channel so much more if you want to support a little bit more make sure to subscribe using my link at fool.com jose if we take a closer look at price action global foundries is down roughly 32.75 percent from its 52 week high with a market cap of 28.6 billion dollars like i previously mentioned global foundries is mainly known for its manufacturing here in the united states we can see some of their trusted foundries and manufacturings are here in the east coast Exis junction which i believe is in new york and east fish hill which i I also believe it's in new york they also have numerous manufacturing centers here in the east coast as well they do have one manufacturing center in europe and one in singapore so we can see even though they are internationally exposed most of the exposure is here in the united states and which is why i believe this one can benefit strong from the chips act because they already have that strong exposure here so it can make it easier for them to maybe expand some of those plants and or even buy more equipment for the united states manufacturing the other thing is i do want to mention how important global foundries is they are partnered up for example with the united states department of defense to provide certain chips for national security systems so we can see this is a company that's already i want to say on the good side 
for uh, for the United States government. If we take a closer look, obviously because of the overall ship shortage, this company has grown revenue dramatically quarter over quarter. Their revenue mixed by end markets are in different markets from communication, infrastructure, and data centers, which is very, very bullish. The smart mobile devices might make it a bit scary. It might make it seem like they are very dependent in consumer devices, but I have done a video on Global Foundries and I'll actually post it up here if you want to watch it, but their kind of mobile department is not too much in the consumer market. The second company we're going to take a closer look at is Texas Instrument and in forms of semiconductor kind of returns. This is one of the best ones so far. We can see from its 52 week high, the stock is down roughly 8.4%, where most semiconductor companies are down over 30% still, even with the past month that has seen huge return for numerous companies. So Texas Instrument is mainly known for its analog chip and analog chips, even though they are boring, they are pretty much used in every form of electronic we use right now. And we can see from their revenue breakdown, 41% comes from the industrial market, 21% comes from the automotive market, which we're seeing huge, huge growth in chips. 24 from personal computing, and then smaller from other systems. The company has numerous wafer fabrication plants. Most of them are here in the United States. Most of them are actually in Texas. They also have some form of exposure in international regions as well. And this is a company that continues to expand its manufacturing capacity, especially here in the United States. For example, in late 2021, they did mention that they are going to begin construction of a new 300 millimeter semiconductor wafer fabrication plant. I do believe they have broke ground in that plant already but again it shows that this is a company that's going to continue to kind of expand their manufacturing process and that is one of the biggest reasons this is a company that has done so well they are not dependent too much of external chip manufacturing so when the shortage in semiconductors happened they they were able to control it themselves because they dealt with most of the manufacturing process this article from late 2021 mentioned that ti currently can handle manufacturing of 80 percent production demands if we take a closer look this is not that heavy growth company even though revenue up 14 percent year over year in my opinion is still impressive they also do a lot of return to shareholders in forms of dividends and buybacks the final company is going to be asml holdings and from its 52 week high the stock is down roughly 35 percent with a market cap of $233 billion. I do want to say Texas Instrument and ASML both provide a dividend to investors if you're looking for a dividend-style company. For those not familiar with ASML, they kind of create the equipment needed to manufacture chips, and these are their two lithography systems. They have the EUV, which is extreme ultraviolet, and this is mainly used for the super advanced chips. Then they have their direct ultraviolet systems, and this is the one used for like the bigger chips. If we take a closer look at their most recent earnings, they do kind of break down sales by region and where the equipment is being shipped to. United States is roughly only 10%. So we can see with the Chips Act, companies are going to be expanding their overall manufacturing process they're going to need to build they're going to need more equipment and they're obviously going to come to asml so they can see a huge growth exposure in that market so these are the three companies that i believe can benefit but again not need the chips act if you want to see another video i can do plenty plenty more let me know in the comments below i can easily do another three stocks that can benefit from this deal also take care have a good day and see you next time